Hey, everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 413. We are at Podcast Talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. Hey, so how is everybody doing tonight? Mm. I'm very disappointed in Twitch. Okay, Mako, why are you disappointed in Twitch? Well, I have my Amazon Prime yeah. attached to my Twitch. Right. Um, For some reason, it hiccuped and this coming 30 days they're not connecting my prime with twitch uh, so i so i can't subscribe to the page that i've been subscribing to and it's completely screwed up the whole 12 months of nintendo switch online have you reached out to them and saw or anything like three that three times Damn. and have gotten nothing back I would start saying something on, on, on social media, be like, what, what, what the hell's going on, people here, you know? Yeah, so, I've been dealing with this for a week now. I, I, I know the odd thing for me is that I can't back-to-back subscribe to the, to the channel that I use my free subscription with. And it's like when I try to, it doesn't go through. And then now for the last two months, it's been going through as per normal. So I'm just like, what the hell happened? And I didn't even and I didn't even um, set up the Nintendo Switch online yet. So yeah, well, I got three months and then it skipped. So it's a pain in the ass. Talk about your multi-level national conglomerate. Mm. Mm. Oh, man. <clears throat> we are live tonight, week of July 2nd, 2019, right here on Twitch TV. We are here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also find us at live.bugnetwork.com. There's a pop-up viewer on the page, so swing by and check it out. We still haven't activated one for our site yet because I've been so busy with work. I just haven't had time to sit down and just get it configured, but I really need to. I might have time to do that this weekend. We'll see. But um, you can also find us on uh, Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session and also Twitch TV slash VOG Network. And we are proud to be part of the VOG Network. Uh, and that's who we are and that's where we be. And don't forget, you can find us on Discord. Uh, VOGnetwork.com slash Discord. Come on in. All VOG Network shows have a channel, so come by and have a good time. And, um, we got a lot of people in the sh- in the room tonight. That's pretty awesome. And if we check out our chat room here at Twitch TV slash uh, Anime Jam Session, uh, Bob Coffee says Con Crunch is real. Only a few more hours of prep time till I need to open the portals to Idle Hell, bro. I there are there are Love Life fans on my Facebook who are East Coasters are kind of wishing that they had gone, and I'm like, well, if I had the money, I might have gone, but eh, you know. It is what it is. And I know people that are already out there for, um, I guess, I guess tomorrow is day zero, you know? Uh-huh. So I think, what, 
AX goes from the fourth to to the let's see fourth to the eighth. That's what Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, something like that. I I I, I don't know. Fourth to the seventh. Thank fourth, you, Bob. Okay, cool. Yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday. Wow. It's 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 sort of like uh, Faname, where it's on Memorial Day weekend, so it goes from, like, Friday to Monday, so. And, and I'll say this. I am not used to a four-day convention. I learned that the hard way uh, when we went to MAGFest, and I wasn't even doing a full effort. I just think it was all the walking I did and thinking that Friday was Saturday, okay? Oh, I've done that, too. Man. Whew. All right, let's get the show on the road tonight. We'll go around the room with, how was your week? How was your day? Ari. Uh, well, big thing is I I had went to the doctors. Well, not doctors, but a medical supplier, I guess would be the best way to describe it. And I yeah. got my CPAP machine there in the background. Mm-hmm. Basically, what that is is I wear it over my face and my nose when I sleep, and it pushes air into me so I don't, you know, have, you know, you know, don't snore or anything, you know, bad like that. Mm. <clears throat> and it's portable, and I got a whole line of accessories that, to uh, go with it, so nice. when I go to, when I'm staying somewhere, I can just, you know, pack it up and set it up, and uh, it'll be fine. Or you could do your best impression of that villain from, uh, from, from uh, Bane, so, you know. Eh, well, it's, well, the face mask is just a, like a clear plastic one, like you would, oh. uh, like they use on the uh, CPR uh, device. Oh, device. okay, okay, I got you. I see what you're talking about. Yep, yep. Uh, let's see. I also, I was also at a friend's and we saw the what was a Fighter uh, Fest, the uh, the, the uh, second AEW pay per view. Yeah, how was that? Uh, it was pretty good. You might have seen stories about uh, Cody Rhodes getting it, that brutal chair shot where he had a big red spot in the back mm -mm. of his head and was just pouring out blood. I just know about he's he's no, he's like the throne slayer or something like that, taking a cheap shot at Triple H. That's all I know. Yeah, that was from the first set, Double see, or Nothing. Where, yeah, uh, see, that's that's all that's all I know. So, yeah. also, uh, Kenny Omega and a Young Buck stole a show because the Young Bucks. Because it was a, uh, you know, FGC event. Mm-hmm. Uh, Young Bucks came out dressed up as Ryu and Ken. Oh, yeah, I saw about that. And a, and a friend of our show, Kyle Bear, really liked it and tweeted at them, and they and they replied back. That was awesome. Yeah, the only the only thing I didn't like is that that hair color didn't look good for Kenny eh, Omega. It is also, what it if is. it was me, I totally would have been Dan instead of Akuma. Oh, Yaji! <laughs> and I'm like, like, what are they doing? And then like some plant runs up and starts headbanging, and then we see you know, they die a thousand deaths. I'm like, oh my god, he just raging demon them. Mm. So that's how we got that nice image of Kenny Omega with the uh, ten symbol painted on his back. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, other than that, just you know, you know, doing normal. Holiday week shit, you know, stuff like, you know, Independence Day coming up, you had Canada yeah, Day, yeah. Bobby mm -hmm. Benia Day, you mm -hmm. know, all that good stuff. Yeah, I totally get it. Uh, Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, 
day was boring and my week was very dramatic. Um, Damien ended up getting sick. So last Thursday, I ended up having to take him to the vet. Vet said, oh, he's got asthma. But we're going to give the x-rays to a radiologist just to double check. Radiologist said, no, his lung is collapsed. Um, Which happens if, you know, they've coughing a lot because they either have bronchitis or pneumonia. Mm. Don't know which one Damien had, but antibiotics were given and he's just coughing away. However, he's doing much better than he was last week, so that is a plus. Oh, yeah, we hope that fur ball gets better. Yeah, he seems to have uh, gained his energy back, which is very, very good news. <laughs> but yeah, this fat fuck is 14 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even the biggest cat I've seen. Yeah, I know, the vet right? tech's like, okay, f- it was like 14.7. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, he, he's been hitting that dry food hard. <laughs> well, well, you know, to, to be honest, I, I think, you know, I, I'm pretty damn sure he is part British short hair. Mm-hmm. And the males um, normally can reach up to... Uh, like 18 pounds yeah healthy so for him to be you know 14 almost 15 that's not bad yeah and as ranger serena says our chat room that's a big boy yes yes it is (laughs) excuse me i'm probably gonna be on camera for a bit but i see a spider and it needs to die okay And as Ichigo Gami says, they thick. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So my my weekend day was pretty much the norm outside of work. Um, I actually spent time working on my uh, backlog of photographies, and I'm actually doing pretty good hedgeway. I'm probably going to do a little bit tonight and tomorrow because I got plans for the weekend and stuff like that. And work, so you know, I have to work that Friday, but it's not so bad. I expect it to be quiet, to be quiet for the most part. Um, also, this past weekend was Pride, fiftieth anniversary of Pride and Stonewall Inn. Um, I didn't go to the Pride Fest uh, parade, but I did meet up with some friends that were full of Pride, um, Holly and her sister Mary, and it was fun seeing seeing them. So that was basically my weekend day. Um, that and cleaning stuff up and trying to get a copy of my friggin' birth certificate as well. I mailed out the papers and it comes back and I forgot to get it uh, notarized. Oops. So now it's going back in the mail tomorrow, so I expect to have a copy of my birth certificate by sometime next week so I can update my ID card, you know, the usual stuff. So I have similar problems, mostly because the hospital I was born at is no longer there. No, 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 no. You just go to City Hall. Records. Department of Vital Records. That's all. All right. I'll remember that next time I'm in Philly. You don't even have to go into Philly. You can just go through the website. Because hmm. that's what I did. I went through the website. I figured I could just do everything online. No. I had to go to the website, print out the form, 
fill it out, send an extra envelope so they can send me a copy back. That's all. Yeah, that reminds me I really need to do that. And I'm just like, the funny thing is I open up my high school diploma. I'm like, oh, my original copy's in there. Nope. So I go digging through my my boxes. I'm like, I have like this one very important box. I open that up. It's not in there. I guarantee you, if I go through through that storage closet right over there, I I I, I promise you, both copies of my birth certificate is somewhere in there, somewhere. I haven't seen my birth certificate since the last time I went to Canada. Exactly. Yeah. But for me to go through that whole closet, I would probably need a week off from work to sort through it. Because to be perfectly honest, I don't, I have a thing about having stuff sitting out for long periods of time. That's Huge amounts of stuff, so, you know. And as Ranger Serena says, you can go online. I got mine online because I wasn't going back to Newark. Honey child, I don't blame you one second for that. I really don't. Huh, looks like I need to clean the top of the microphone stand here. <laughs> I got a feather duster back there somewhere. All right, uh, next part of the show tonight is uh, Weekly Nerd Swag. So... Every week, we, we show up something kind of new, kind of nerdy that, you know, we want to share. Think of it as a fancy show and tell. So, Makrochan, can you tell us about Discord? Oh, it's me first? Okay, yeah. so, um, this was a set that uh, My Little Pony did uh, called Guardians of Harmony. And I am a huge fan of... Q, I mean Discord. <laughs> um, so when I saw this, I had to have it. Um, I also have the um, cheese sandwich from this set. Ah, cool. And I'm just going through... <laughs> I'm, I'm growing through um, my desk. I just opened it and found one of the scariest things I have ever seen. What was it? Me. Oh! <laughs> I was going to say your high school transcript, but... No, that would be me in my very first cosplay with my damn Washu. Washu, you're the yeah. greatest! Washu, you're a genius! Yeah! <laughs> the shit you find. For the record, when I went through those large bins back th back there... In there is a small bin, like my VIP box where I keep important stuff, or at least I thought I did. Cosplay photos from my very first conventions are in there, and I'm talking, mm. and I'm not talking like digital. I'm talking the old-fashioned camera where you disposables where you take it to the stores, and you got yeah. the film developed. That. And somewhere in there is, I think, is a picture of Kevin Bolt cosplaying Ron Masaltome. I think I have threatened to find it and scan it and post it online. I ain't stopping you. Well, oh, hey, it's my picture of tomorrow. Is it safe to share or no? Yeah. Okay. Uh, due to the reflection of the light, we can kind of sort of... All right. You should trace that in and, and edit it with your tablet. Yeah. Oh, I forgot I did all of these. It is a little sweltering up in here. And to be perfectly honest, I really don't want to turn on the air conditioner because you'll most likely will hear it in the background. So. 
Mm. So I got like the side vents open and the door open over here. So I have some type of air plus the door over there is open a crack, which explains the smell of bad cooking from upstairs or something, <laughs> if you want to call it that. But, um, Ari, what's your weekly nerd swag? Uh, let's see. Well, uh, these here are among the uh, first uh, ever, you know, an anime-related merch I ever purchased. And it was, like, oh, cool. late high school years. This yeah. is up. Uh, that's pretty cool. It's, it's a Vegito from uh, I think one of the movies, and a this like I think Gohan here was the uh, first one. I'm not sure if the uh, yep still pops off. Nice. I also had to hide these things after a while because when my mom found out, she spent several minutes screaming, uh, screaming and berating me Yikes. because I because I was buying you know anime related stuff. Uh, yeah, trust me. I, I I I can I can come I can somewhat relate to that. Believe you me. So I had to fucking hide this shit because because well, but we're not fucking talk about it now. No no no, trust me. I uh, uh, but I I I I totally get you. I totally get you. Look look, I had a grandmother who swore anime was nothing but black magic and messing with white people shit, so, you know. I, I caught the real brunt end of it in being in, in the fandom. Now she's totally acceptable of it and understands the fun of it and then, like, there's more of us in the fandom, so, you know, hey. Plus, I seen her, do, like, part of, like, her, her, her clubs and they did similar stuff, too, so, you know. Makes me wonder if he's seen that uh, one Snoop Dogg video where he's like watching stuff on the internet. And he goes, "Is this what white people do?" You gotta link me to. That. I gotta watch that. <laughs> okay, um, my weekly nerd swag is this shirt here that says, "We are all human." I was actually out. I think I was coming back from McDonald's one day after I tried one of their, their international foods, like the Stroop Waffle McFlurry, and I saw someone walking on the street with this, and I asked him where he got it, and he got it from Spencer's, and I picked that up over the weekend. And it's like, I celebrate, I feel as a straight ally, pride is something awesome, and I wanted to wear something that kind of celebrates everybody, so I went out and got this shirt, and it, Believe it or not, it's one of my favorite shirts right here. So it goes right. It goes right well with my um, with my uh, ally pin that I got from work. Um, if you're on my Facebook page, if you're on my Facebook, you see me where where it is before, uh, at work, and that's where I got it from. So all right, now that we got that out of the way, let's go ahead and get into the news. And and I think this is one of the few times where our fa all three of us hit our fandom at the same time. Our fandom hit all three of us at once, more or less. <sighs> Maka, why don't you go ahead and tell people what the good news is all about? Okay. Uh, uh, okay, so... To start off with, uh, it was... Usagi's birthday this weekend. Mm -hmm. So that usually means that 
Japan is going to make a crap ton of announcements. Yep. The very first announcement they made was that the movie is completely underway. It is going to be a two-part film that will open in Japan in 2020. Both films will premiere in 2020, from what they've said. Mm -hmm. It's going to be titled uh, Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon Eternal, the movie. Um, it's going to have the same voicing cast. Mm -hmm. The uh, uh, Chiaki Khan is returning from uh, the anime's third season to direct the tomb films. Uh, Kazuko Tadano, who is the character designer for the original anime series, is actually doing the character designs for the movies. Um, and then, yeah, so this is going to cover the Dead Moon arc of the manga. Mm -hmm. My question is, they're calling this Sailor Moon Eternal. Yeah. Now, isn't the last season eternal? Yeah, yeah. That's when they get their eternal forms. You know, that's the first thing it that stars, came to mind. Right? Yeah, star. That's yeah. yeah that's, so yeah. then, why are they calling the movie Sailor Moon Eternal? Maybe they're. I would say maybe they're going to give them the eternal forms in the movie, but that would just short wire and discombobulate. See, like the, the last two arcs. Why would you do that? Well, from. What I have heard um, from some people, they're thinking this means they are not going to be doing the Stars arc. Oh boy, not again. Yeah. So, a, a little bit of controversy with the name. Mm -hmm. um, not a lot of people are, you know, quite happy with that. I mean, not for nothing, I will be pretty damn pissed if they don't end up going with, you know, going for another season after this. But I can't do anything. It just sucks. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Now, let, 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 let me drop my two cents in this, or in this case, my $20. <laughs> now, I'm not one for getting into heavy-duty discussions about the fandom and stuff like that. I, Because I know how I get. When it came to this movie announcement, oh, I got into it with a lot of people. My issue was the animation quality from this trailer. I had one person argue, you can't judge it because it's not animation, it's stills. You have them drawn. They're being moved around and piss-poor flash animation. That's an animation. I am sorry. We did not wait four years for something to look this sloppy. That's my problem. I expected something to look something more nice, a lot more neat. But no, Toei pulled from the budget and threw it into their B team. And we all know who the B team is, Precure. And as somebody else said, oh, they're putting this into, uh, well, you know, at, at least One Piece looks good. Look, I have one friend. Fuck One Piece. That too. But I have friends who are diehard One Piece fans. They even said the animation quality on that is choppy as well because Toei pulls from that budget as well. They're pulling from different budgets. I mean, why pull from the budgets if the shows are making bank? I mean, 
for the most part, it's a rhetorical question, but, you know. I don't know. I don't see an issue with it. I'm just saying... From the, I like the art. I mean, I no, no, I'm, what I'm saying is, I like the art, too, but I just don't like how sloppy it looked. That's my issue. And now, um, they released, like, three the different styles of, of the animation, seasons uh, one and two, season three, and the movie, the different styles. I'm just going, looking at them going... Um... And I mean, I really can't say which one I like the most. It's just like, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm very indifferent on it. I'm just saying, for the fact that they waited four years to bring us two feature films, they better blow me away. Just saying. But but regardless of how I feel, I will still watch these films. I will still buy them. Because it's still part of my fandom, and no matter how bad the fandom can be, or how some people can do in the fandom, I will still support it. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't see anything wrong with it. I just, I look at it and go, okay, that's definitely 90s. Well, I mean, there's nothing, I'm just saying, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, it just looks sloppy, you know. Like, like when they, how they're drawn, you see like the borders around the characters, the outlines, it just looks sloppy. And I did see someone went by and cleaned up the, like the pen, the penciling and inking on the outside. I'm just like, that looks neat. I like that. So. I don't know. Again, I don't think there's anything wrong. All right. Well, you know, like I said, it's, it's, I get, it's like I said, I, I'm, it's, I just wish it was a look. It just looked a lot cleaner from a technical standpoint. That's all. And uh, no, Theo, I don't think people will be rioting over this. No, they won't be. I know there was rioting last year over drama with um with uh with the fake fandom or some some shit like that. But you know, <sighs> well, it is what it is. Um, Marco, do you want to cover the next story? Or you want to kick it to somebody else? Hmm? Do you want to cover the next uh, story, or you want to kick it to somebody else? Um, I guess I'll finish up the Sailor Moon stuff. Yeah, and then me and Ari will will, will knock the last, the last four out between us. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, also released, which is not part of uh this stuff that we're talking about. Um, the Sailor Moon manga is going to be given a digital release. So for those that have not read it yet, um, mm-hmm. I know Kodansha and Viz are both going to be releasing it digitally. On top of that, um, Sailor Moon is also going to be having Ice Show. So if you remember the ice skater that did the whole transformation Uh, During her show, and I'm going to completely screw up her name. It happens. Uh, Yevgina Medvedeva. Um, Anyway, this is the ice skater that dressed up as Sailor Moon, um, or I should say dressed up as Usagi, and then while she was skating, ended up, you know, transforming into Sailor Moon. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, she's going to be starring in an ice show 
uh, the first of which is going to be held in June of 2020. Uh, from what they've said, this is supposedly a touring ice show. Ooh. Um, so there's a very good chance that this is not just going to stay between Japan and France, I believe. Um, so I'm not exactly you know, sure where this is going. Just that they have decided that she is going to be playing the main part in the ice show. There's also a new uh, Uniqlo collaboration mm-hmm. that is going to have t-shirts in 26 countries starting in late August. Um, various t-shirts and different designs. There's also going to be a Samantha the Vasa collection. Um, no idea what that is. I don't follow stuff like that i think it's like Uh, luxury bags and wallets and stuff so exactly i don't follow things like that Mm -hmm. um but they're also going to be doing a new sailor moon cafe um it's going to be girls night out sailor moon cafe 2019 which is going to open in october with the concept of girls night out uh, they're also going to be doing a music history event, uh, Akiko Kosaka 45th anniversary commemoration, Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon music history supported by Pretty Guardians. That is a freaking mouthful. Mm, you can say that anyway, again. So, yeah, so that is going to be coming out uh, November 9th and 10th at Harajuku Quest Hall in Tokyo. Uh, There's going to be a focus on piano performances and talk events. And then the second day will focus on band performances. And they're getting basically a lot of people, Mm. um, including Anza. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, she was Sailor Moon and and, and one of the very original Sarah Miyus, you know? So, yeah. So it it does. The champ comes um, home. Yeah, it does look like they're going to have a couple of the uh, various musical performances um, come out and, you know, the, I should say, the Miu performances, Mm -hmm. um, the main people coming out and doing some songs from that. Um, So, yeah, Sailor Moon is still out there and it's still freaking popular as hell. And. It's I, not going anywhere. I, yep. And um, I, and I'll say this. Uh, Anza, as, as the lead vocalist in a group called Headphones President, which I have seen live twice, think of it as it, it's Japanese death metal, essentially. And it's really, I wouldn't say death metal. Well, Japanese it's, heavy metal. It's definitely, you know, Japanese metal, but I, I wouldn't say death metal. Heavy metal? Metal. Metal, okay. I would love to hear her cover um, one of the so- one of the, the songs, like off of the twentieth anniversary album that uh, that some that somebody covered. Um, I can't remember the singer's name. I'd probably. I'm surprised she's even doing this. Well, I maybe mean, she she likes to keep the whole part of being Miu Sailor Moon thing down low. Well, maybe because she sees the popularity in it, and it's like, well, maybe just this once type, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm, maybe. That, that, that's that's my guess. 
Um, let's see. I'm, Honestly, I'm... part of me is still thinking about, you know, the Taylor Senshi on a girls' night out and uh, trying to figure out which one of them will be the uh, biggest lush. Usagi. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I, I think if they all knew that they were actually drinking alcohol, it would be a competition between Mako and Minako. I can see that. And maybe then, and maybe then, Haruka as well. And then Ray, Ray yelling at them for it. So, Yeah, I, I could see... Usagi being more interested in, you know, sweet drinks mm -hmm. and bar food. They probably make her drive. No, <laughs> no, no. Chibi, Chibi <laughs> Moon would be drive would be the designated driver. <laughs> no, sorry, I see any of them being designated driver would be Satsuna. That yeah, <laughs> that yeah. Oh, and the artist I was mentioning before, uh, Tommy Heavenly Six. Her cover of Lost Soldier is amazing. Imagine Makoto like getting all drunk and getting all philosophical. Just the point is, the, the point is dolphins. Ari, yeah. I want you to know something. Yeah, that has happened before, <laughs> and I was there. Yeah, we all have our share of watching <laughs> stupid people do. Stupid no, 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 no. Mako was drinking, but. She was being the voice of reason over something stupid from My Little Pony, okay? She was trying <laughs> to knock some sense into somebody over it while drinking, okay? And she was the no, calm No, no, see, no, see, what I did... Here we go! We were, we were watching Equestria Girls. <laughs> uh-huh. And you can't watch Equestria Girls as an adult and not freaking drink. True. It drives so, you to drinking? Yeah. So, well, I mean, this was the very first one. Nobody had known, you know, what to expect. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in this one, the Twilight and the Pony Worlds comes into the Equestria Girls world. So I said at the end of the movie, after Twilight went home, I said, there's got to be a Twilight in Equestria Girls mm -hmm. land. And I was told, no, no, that's no, that's not going to happen. That's not right. That's not real. You know, you're talking out of your ass. And I said, no, it makes sense that if, you know, all of these people have a double that's quote unquote human, it means that Twilight would also have a human double. Mm -hmm. Ranting. Because I had no idea what the hell I was talking about. Then the second movie comes out and I go, fuck you. Fucking called it. Now, yeah. also something else. Let's say there was no Twilight in that world. And the other person was correct. That would violate almost every single law and rules of interdimensional and time travel. Okay. It's happened far and few, and the only thing that's an exception to those rules is Do is Doctor Who. But, just saying, if you're traveling from one world to the other, there is definitely an alternate version of you in that world. Well, like, the whole thing is well, like, well, like if, if she's... Me. 
Well, like the whole thing was, well, if she's going to be there, why isn't she with the other girls? And I said, well, remember back to My Little Pony. She came from, you know, a completely different school. She came Mm -hmm. from a completely different town into Ponyville. I said, so wouldn't that be the case with, you know, Equestria Girls Twilight? Mm -hmm. Personally, I just imagine that a formerly humanoid like girl is now in the body of a of a horse and is having an existential crisis because they don't know how to move and operate on four legs. It's just well, I mean that technically happened when Pony Twilight became human. She had no idea what the hell she was doing. I it's just that the same thing happened except that this Twilight who appeared kind of temporarily short circuited things and appeared things sooner. She left then the storyline kind of fell into place. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the timeline kind of fell into place. But yes, Mako Chen, when she gets drunk, gets philosophical, and understands a hell of a lot more with all of that stupid reasoning shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you should listen to drunk Mako Chen because she knows what she's talking about. And if you donate to Drunk Mako Chan's fund, we might do a weekly podcast called Drunk Mako Chan's Th- Thoughts or Drunk Mako Chan's Philosophies. Drunk Mako Chan can't come out when Drunk Mako Chan has work the next morning. Drunk Mako Chan is too damn old to be Drunk Mako Chan. <laughs> <laughs> You're basically. Meanwhile, di- Ami's meanwhile, sitting over in a corner like this. Ranger Serena, she drinks idiots. and she knows things. Yep. Damn right. Makocha's becoming like Danny Glover. I'm getting too old for this shit. And here I am, like Mel Gibson. You're never too old for this shit. Yeah, <laughs> Hold my I'm beer. sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I just cannot function the way I did in college the night after, you know, getting completely trashed. Your liver looks at you and be like, don't you fucking dare. <laughs> well, no, my liver looks at me and goes, eh, yeah, all right, we have nothing to do tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant now. <laughs> well, no, my liver is resting for Thursday. <laughs> Oof, have fun with that. Yeah, I'm going to my mother's and bringing apple pie moonshine. Rednecking it, huh? Hmm? Rednecking it, huh? Well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think that was a long enough tangent. Yes. Yeah. We bought up enough time. So we're going to talk about references in video games. And if this and if the indexer will move forward. It did, but it stepped it jumped all the way over. There we go. Now we're gonna talk about references. JoJo references in the game Bloodstain Ritual of the Night. By the way, I have the game Curse of the Moon. I think it's a, it was a free download. It's pretty fun, especially if you like 8-bit Castlevania. So here's the thing. Artplay had unveiled the demo for Bloodstain, and they revealed it for those on the, on the kick, for Kickstarter, those who were on the Nightbacker tier. There were some keen anime fans who noticed a reference to another vampire or esque anime which is jojo's bizarre adventure and now you're going to say there's no vampires in jojo uh you need to go back 
No, I was getting to that. You need to go back and watch part one, um, Phantom Blood. Because there have been references found, such as Stone Mask, which is what is used to turn Dio, which Dio became the, un the ever-living vampire. And that is an item in the game. Now, in the game, you can pose. And in some of the poses, especially one particular one, is a very popular pose from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Which is pretty cool. Now, there is a character in the game called Johannes. Now, this is somebody you could talk to for information. You can purchase things from him. Now, there's something you have to also understand. The main protagonist in the first arc of JoJo is named um, Joseph Joestar. Now, you're probably thinking, huh? Johannes and Joseph is voiced by the same person, Ben Diskin, which is kind of cool. There's your other uh, little thing right there. So, Also, later in the game, you will notice some, an impaling of sorts. It's basically impaled Dio you will see as you're playing through the game. When you're traversing through the ceilings of one area, you will see someone impaled on an angelic statue. This basically mirrors uh, Dio's uh, impalement in Phantom Blood when Jonathan kicks off the wall and pushes him upon the guardian angel of the Joestar family. Boom. Another thing you'll notice is Silver Chariot and Stands. Which is pretty cool. Now, for the, for a short version of what stands are, it's a visual manifestation of the user's fighting spirit that does the fighting for them. But if the if the stand gets takes damage, you also take take damage. So that's also pretty cool. One, where this comes from is a character named Miriam comes upon a familiar known as the Silver Knight. While he doesn't necessarily look like him. It's a reference to Silver Chariot, which is Polnareff's stand from Stardust Crusaders Part 3. So that's really cool. I like it, you know, when you when you pick up a game and it's done by fans and they throw little references here and there in there. It makes you want to go back through the game and try to do a full completion or just explore every single nook and cranny and looking for references and stuff like that. That, my friend, is cool. Mm-hmm. All right, Ari, I know you're the Gundam fan here. Well, one of the Gundam fans here. Mm-hmm. Not as much as some of my other fans, well, my other friends, but uh, I, I know what you're getting at. Yes, I do. Oh. Mm-hmm. Now, let's see. The Gundam.info portal site revealed on Monday that Paris's Japan Expo will host the world premiere of Gundam Reconquista in G, confirmation film on July 5th at 10 a.m. Chief Director Yoshiyuki Tamano will attend the screening and also participate in panels, masterclasses, and signing events. That's cool. Sunrise is confirmed in November that Tamano will attend Japan Expo in conjunction with the film's 2019 release. 
In addition to being chief director of Gundam Reconquista in G television anime, Tomino was the creator of the first Gundam series and several of the later projects. And he was another one who let his uh, emotional state dictate what was happening on the screen. Not as bad as Hideaki Anno. Yeah, not nearly as bad, but that bar is like way up. I still say he got his revenge on the Ava fandom. How do you figure? I'm just saying, re- uh, retranslating it, picking who who can voice the cat, voice uh, the characters, um, not having the license to the song outside of Japan, you know. <laughs> well, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Gundam Reconquista and G celebrated the Gundam franchise's 35th anniversary and marked the first return of Tomato as chief director of an original Gundam series since Turn A. After a theatrical release of the first three episodes in August 2014, the anime premiered on Japan television in October of the same year. Uh, Gundam Reconquista and G from the Past to the Future, nine minutes short, screened at Gundam Front Tokyo Wall G Theater and dr- at Diverse City, Tokyo, in May 2015. And Right Stuff released the Gunnery can get GCD television anime series on Blu-ray disc in North America in October 2016. <clears throat> Let's see. This year's Japan Expo will be held at Parc de Expos- Exposition de Paris, Nord Vedapine, in Vedapine, France, from July 4th to 7th. Good God, I butchered that pronunciation so bad. You're, you good, you good. Uh, the convention also screened the first 10 minutes and 40 seconds of Studio Kara's new Evangelion film, Shin Evangelion Gekigo Ban, on July 6th. And and the title... Wait, am I reading that right? It's on my screen. And the uh, title for that new Evangelion one includes a colon and two vertical bars in its title. I'm just like, what in the hell is this? Here, I'll post the link to the uh, to the page itself to, so you can see what I'm looking at. But you gotta ask yourself this, though. Was Turn A Gundam really good? Was it? Was it really? I, I haven't seen much of it, so what, do people just, like swear by it or something? No, it wasn't one of the best Gundam series out there. Oh. I think that was the one where you had Gundams from different countries competing or something like that. That was Mobile Fighter G Gundam. All right, then. Well, Turn A was something. It was something about that. Well, I just know it was up there with SD Gundam, which I actually liked. Kind of wish I was able to get it on DVD, but oh well. Let's see. Moving right along to some more action-packed news. In case you haven't heard by now. The final season of Attack on Titan is coming this way. But you have about a year to catch up because it's not going to hit us till 2020. Actually, it'll hit Japan 2020. We'll probably see it maybe around that time or in 2021. So here's your chance to catch up with the first three seasons, which is kind of interesting that the manga is coming to an end as well. The first... Well, we can't all live, go for 900 episodes. True. But when you think about it, uh, Detective Conan is actually a good anime. But um, <laughs> Season 1 premiered back in April 2013. Season 2 premiered in April 2017. The first part of the third season premiered last July. And the second half premiered in Japan on NHK back in April. 
You can also find the streaming of the series on Funimation, Crunchyroll, and Hulu. So three ways to watch it, which is pretty good. And this is what Crunchyroll describes the most recent season. The battle to retake Wall Maria begins now. With Aaron's new hardening ability, the scouts are confident they can seal the wall and take back the Shinganshina district. If they succeed, Aaron can finally unlock the secrets of the basement and the world. But danger lies in wait as Reiner, Berthold, and the Beast Titan have plans of their own. Could this be humanity's final battle for survival? All of this to find out what's in the basement. Okay. Also, Alternate History Hub on YouTube did a episode focused on the lore of Attack on Titan. Yeah. It's actually pretty interesting. I mean, it is. I mean, I was following the manga to, like, chapter 50, and it was just like... It was just like cannon fodder. I was like... But I do need to uh, catch up with, with the episodes, though. And I'm probably, most likely, will end up watching the dub of it, because I did like why I watched it in the first season, so. Alright, and our last story of the night, Ari. Okay, well... Sorry, I thought you were doing something else. Um, no. uh, let me close that out. Uh, Toonami premieres Food Wars on anime on July 6th. Mm. So the new, new lineup is from 11 o'clock to 3.30. It's uh, Dragon Ball Super, Attack on Titan, Sword Art Online, Alakazation. Yeah, it's one of the other spin-off series or something like that. I want to make sure I pronounce that right, too. Uh, Loop on the Third Part 5. Uh, 1 o'clock, Food Wars, Shok- Shokugeki no Soma. Uh, 1.30, Black Clover. 2 o'clock, Boruto, and Naruto Shippuden. Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin, and My Hero at Ac- Ad- Ad- Academia Blah. at uh, 3.30. Let's see. The manga previously inspired three television anime series, and it'll have a fourth in October. The first anime series aired 24 episodes, from April to September 2015, Crunchyroll streamed the first anime adaptation as it aired in Japan, and Sentai Filmworks licensed the series for North America. They also licensed the second plate, the second anime season, for, and a 13-episode series was July through September 2016. Mm. Uh, third season, Food Wars third plate premiered in October 2017. The second half of the third season premiered in April 2018. And it was in a weekly show in Jump in 2012 and ended it on June se- this past June 17th, I think. Uh, Chef Yuri Morisaki is credited for cooperation with the manga. <clears throat> uh, this media released a chapter of the manga weekly in English on its app and website, and also released the manga also released the manga compiled books book volumes in English. So I guess it's one of those other things that uh, I should go back and watch the rest of. Yeah, I think because you, I haven't seen any I of it. I think you'll really enjoy it. So yeah, now that the manga is actually ending, I need to uh, go back and start reading that again. Mm. I made it up until I made it up in the manga until I stopped watching the series, and then I now I need to go back and wa- uh, read the manga before I continue watching the series. Do they actually have, like, useful recipes in the uh, manga? They don't really give you recipes in the manga, but people have recreated the recipes from the manga, 
and they've turned out really well. I mean, and like and it has been said on this show a few times, uh, Ichigo Gami has actually made a couple of the recipes from Food Wars. Mm-hmm. And I think the next time she says she's going to do that, I'm going to hop out Amtrak train down to her place. Let, yeah. And show up with a knife it, and fork. Pick me up when you go, because I want to do that, too. <laughs> Sounds like a pl- I'll tell you what train I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been on, like, a you know, cooking show thing on YouTube. Like, cooking show kick on YouTube lately, and uh, I just saw Gordon Ramsay's 10 million subscriber uh, special. Yeah, no, there's um there is a cooking channel on YouTube that recreates um different TV series and anime series food. Mm-hmm. They've done it. a lot. Yeah, they've done a lot of the um Food Wars foods. That sounds really good. I might have to check that out. You might have to ping that my way. So are we done talking news? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's get on to the really idiotic crap. Oh, oh, oh boy. I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, just, just so you know, Mako-chan looks for stuff for us to talk about for, for this segment, and it's like, it makes you think. But this given week, what we've seen the past week, we can kind of predict what we may or may not see. Yeah, this, yeah I kind of saw this for, this one coming. This week, let's just say I wasn't originally going to play the music because this didn't deserve it. <laughs> but this is when it makes you just sit there and think like, really? 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 Yeah, she's an idiot. But There's that's a Facebook it. group called... We have murdered satire and sit upon its corpse like a throne. But that's an insult to idiots everywhere, though. Yeah, no, but still, she's an idiot. Mm. For those of you that don't understand who we're talking about, uh, we're talking about Kim Kardashian, who, like an idiot, attempted to trademark the word kimono. Because mm-hmm. she's an idiot. And I'm looking at the images from her Instagram for her shapewear. I, 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 that's a lot of Photoshop that I see up in there. I mean, at least get the fucking curves, I mean, and aligned. I'm like, damn. Sorry. Uh, um, are you going to continue or you want one of us to do it? Um, no. Yeah, I'll do, I guess I'll do these three just really quick and then you guys can take the other two. Absolutely. Um, but basically, yeah. So Kim Kardashian decided that she was going to name her brand new clothing line. Um, it was Kimono something or other uh oh kimono body bullshit kimono solution wear yeah um basically it's body shaping spanks but in different 
positions so that, you know, if you were wearing a slit up to your thigh, you don't see your spanks, but like the other leg would have your spanks all the way down to the knee. It's freaking stupid. Mm. Um, but yeah, so she was going to name it Kimono Solution Wear because, you know, she has to put her name on it. Kim, oh no. I can't. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So then, of course, uh, people start accusing her of cultural appropriation because, you know, there's an entire cultural clothing thing in Japan that is kimono. And also, while, it's the hash. They gave us the hashtag, Kim O No. Yeah. Three mm-hmm. words all crammed together. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, um, for those that you know don't know what a kimono is, basically it is Japanese formal wear, and depending on the season and depending on the event that you're attending, would depend on the type of outfit that you wear um there are lighter summer kimono that are called yukata uh there are you know the kimono that everybody is familiar with with the really long sleeves and the very bright colorful silken uh materials but basically this isn't something that's brand new this is a very traditional and very old you know, the clothing design. A point that even after that, she basically said, no, you know, I'm still going to use it. So then the mayor of Kyoto um, ends up writing a letter stating, I'm writing this letter to convey our thoughts on Komodo and ask you to reconsider your decision of using the name Komodo in your trademark. Uh, Kimono is a traditional ethnic dress fostered in our rich nature and history with our predecessors' tireless endeavors and studies, and it is a culture that has been cherished and passed down with care in our living. Also, it is a fruit of craftsmanship and truly symbolizes sense of beauty, spirit, and values of Japan. In recent years, we see not only Japanese, but also many foreign tourists wearing kimono and strolling around in Kyoto and cities in Japan. It is a proof that kimono uh, that we are proud of as our traditional culture is loved by people from around the world. We are currently undertaking initiatives nationally to make kimono culture symbol of our culture and spirits registered uh, to UNESCO's intangible cultural heritage list. We think that the names for kimono are the assets shared with all humanity who love kimono and its culture, therefore they should not be monopolized. Uh, and then, you know, and entices her to visit Japan to experience the true, you know, kimono culture. Um, basically, she said throughout this entire thing, well, no, you know, screw you. I'm, you know, I'm going to trademark kimono, but I'm going to leave it up for free use. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, hound people that happen to use it. Um, She's lying. uh, Well, the thing is, I'm going to guess her lawyers basically said, this is an actual cultural thing. You can't do that. So, uh, 
basically just yesterday um she said that she will drop the claim for trademark of kimono solution wear kimono body kimono intimates and kimono world which were the you know brands that she was attempting to you know rename her brand after and basically gave a half-hearted apology uh stating being an entrepreneur and my boss uh and my own boss has been one of the most rewarding challenges i've been blessed with in my life what's made it possible for me after all these years has been the direct line of communication with my fans and the public I'm always listening, learning, and growing. I so appreciate the passion and varied perspectives that people bring to me. When I announced the name of my shapewear line, I did so with the best intentions in mind. My brands and products are built with inclusivity and diversity at their core. And after careful thought and consideration, meaning my lawyer said, fuck you, bitch, I will be (laughs) launching my solution wear brand under a new name. Calling it solution wear just sounds fine. Sounds just fine. Don't mind me, I'm playing the violin for her, you know. Normally yeah. I play the smallest one, but that's kind of in the shop at the moment, so I'm just faking it like she did on her sex tape. I can Ouch. only assume I can only assume that the first draft of the letter that the Mayor Kyoto wrote included the phrase, now see here, bitch. <laughs> I mean but, they, but he tactfully left it out of future drafts. I mean, let, let let's be real. Let's, let, let's be real for one second. She is like, it's like you said Maka, and it's like how Ichigo said. She planned this shit from the start. She knew this was going to happen. It's a publicity stunt, and it paid dividends. And by dividends, yes, I mean again, pennies. We're talking on, about her. Yeah, and, I mean, and by dividends, I also mean pennies on the dollars. Yeah, except that the general public still thinks she's an idiot. Well, yeah. But we know that. Yeah. She doesn't market her brand to people like me. And it's people like me that look at her and go, you're a fucking idiot. She markets her brand to people like her. I.e. people that are idiots. Well, no, I won't say that, but still. Close enough. Yeah. I mean, she's marketing her brand to people that go, oh, yeah, I'll pay for your name and just skip over the fact that I can get this particular thing everywhere for, like, a quarter of the price. I look at it this way. As soon as it comes out, you go on Amazon, you'll find a knockoff for a third of the cost, and if you go on to AliExpress, you'll find it for pennies on the dollar. Yeah, pretty much. I guess I'll take the next one, and you can uh, have the last one. Let's take a look here, because, um... Sure. A Japanese man approaches high school girl on the street claiming to be her husband in a past life. Yeah, my sentiments exactly. Uh, three years after n- your name took the world by storm, that touching ending where main protagonist Taki and Mitsusha, Mitsuha feel compelled to seek each other out as soulmates remains strong in the hearts of fans. 
so strong that I may have felt the same urge on June 16th to call out the witch Japanese high school girl walking down the street in Issei Mie Prefecture. Surprised with a smiling young man dressed in a t-shirt and blue trousers, must have taken a girl a few moments to realize what she had said to her. It's been a while. I was your husband in your past life. And the article doesn't say whether or not the girl's first words after hearing that were mental, but we have to assume that, yeah, they were. Mm. It's not It's not known whether a man truly believed he found his lost love or simply sp- spending the same pickup line he uses on every girl he spots. Oof. But harassment is still harassment, and this didn't report the matter to the local police without hes- hesitation. And he's now officially listed with the Jap- Japan Suspicious Persons Information Center. And, uh, Japan Perv golf- Patrol what? what? I'm sorry, what? I said Japan Perv Patrol what? Nice way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, and we have Netizen remarks like, he's new to this. That reeks of your name right there. Isn't that wonderful? You know, backslash sarcasm. He's actually really brave to say that. Oh. Is this an advertisement for your name too? <laughs> you know, my cynical ass would not rule that out. For the record, there is a porn parody of your name. Of course there is. Of course. And I think, yeah, I, I've not come across it because I wouldn't know where to freaking look. I mean, I know yeah, where to I look. Up lately. No, what I mean is I wouldn't know what title to look it up as. So. Just put in porn parody, and if it doesn't autocomplete itself, it just type in your will. name. Because my look, adult videos in Japan have a code. Each tape, each video has a code. Generally, three to four letters, a dash, and three to four numbers. And if you know what you're looking for, you can find it. It helps if you don't remember the name of the episode of the video, which could be yay long, but just remembering the code of what it is, it, it, you find it a lot quicker in the long run because that's in English. So apparently it's a bondage film and it's called Your Ropes. <laughs> Thank you, Mako-chan. You're welcome. <laughs> Moving right along. Don't worry, we'll, we'll have a review of that video on our website soon. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> Don't trust okay, me. Okay, who's going to get stuck reviewing it? I would say something, but I won't. But let, let's just, just move on at this point. Unfortunately, that would probably be me. Let's be honest. <laughs> And Chaos Yume says, whoa, wait, I missed that one that one bondage film? Yeah, it kind of sort of did. Am I disappointed that it's not hentai? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, it's probably already clo- hentai st- close to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Anywho, uh, let's go on to our last story of the night. Uh, about an idol singer who is absolutely gorgeous who makes damn fine ramen. 
Now, she used to be a part of AKB48, which is basically Japan's biggest idol group. But now, she runs a ramen shop. The name of the ramen shop is called Yagumo. It's in Tokyo's Katsushika Ward, and it opened it two years ago. The founder of this ramen shop is Mayuka Umizawa, the former, uh, for former of AKB48. Now, how did this come about? This is how. This is basically the uh, story behind it. Let me grab this real quick because in this article they're talking about how delicious the ramen is, and how tasty it is. And for those of you who know me, I'm kind of a not a connoisseur of ramen, but I like to try different restaurants. I think I'm long overdue to hit up a ramen restaurant soon. I want ramen. Mm. Yeah, that would be good right about now. Yeah. <clears throat> So basically, let's see. Uh, After she graduated from AKB48, she decided to start making ramen. She started figuring how to make it from reading books and learning off the internet. After every concert at the AKB48 theater, she'd go home and go right into the kitchen to practice. And you know what the saying goes, practice makes perfect. So she kept working at it, and in 2017, she opened the restaurant called Yagamo. She found success with the initial location, and she opened a second branch last year, and added and now added two more franchise locations. So now she has four restaurants under her belt. But she is a hands-on type of restaurateur, which basically means she does have franchises, but you will find her in one of the restaurants uh, cooking. She says, every day I'm at one branch or another. It's important to have direct interaction with your customers, so I take their orders, cook their ramen, serve them their meals, and even bring them their bills and give them their change. I pretty much spend every morning from 4 to 7 a.m. making the day's noodles. Hard working at 22 years old. That is amazing. Not for nothing, that's pretty damn awesome. I know. She had thoughts about... She... she she had some regrets about not becoming a full-time idol with AKB48, but as she was trying to make it as an idol, her love for ramen just overpowered. So if you are in Japan, uh, you can find Yagumo at, in Tokyo in the Katsuhika uh, Ward, Horikiri 31413. It's closed on Mondays, but it's open from 11 to 3 and from 5 to 10. And generally, ramen places that are open like that are generally a lot more genuine because that's generally typical shop hours. There is a couple of ramen shops by my job that are like that. So, And it's what's interesting is that I have like the umai crates. I have like the fresh bags of ramen. I actually need to get around to pulling the recipe and make my own ramen broth and just do ramen again. It's been way Yes, too- you do. Mm-hmm. I assume you liked the broth I made. Yes, I did. I have to remember what where, where I got that from. Now that I have the instant pot, I can make the broth in under like an hour, as opposed to letting it like 
cook for like six hours in a um, crock pot. Let's see, what else? I think that is basically is it. I think we're good. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just I think I just let the track play itself out, so really got like another ten seconds of it, so. Let me skip ahead here. I will say running edge on my on my tablet here is really cool. It's still rough around the edges when refreshing, but it kind of works. So, and then we see in our chat room here, we, I, evidently people want ramen and like, yeah, ramen. Uh, just so you know, Marco, I haven't hmm. popped open the Momosan ramen yet. Really? No, I haven't. I want Where are you guys ramen. getting all this good ramen from? Say what? So where are you getting all those good ramen from? Well, well, not right by um, Micro Center. There's Japan Village. So it's like a Japanese store and other cool stuff there. And that's where I got my ramen. And, you know, um, what's the name from Iron Chef has a line of ramen. So I bought two bags of those, and they were like $2 a bag. And I think because of the price is why I haven't, like, you know, cracked one open yet. But... I will say this. Yes, there's nothing wrong with uh, Maruchan or our top ramen ramen, but if you want some good bag ramen, Ichiran, that's really good. Or the Shin Ramyun. The, I mean, those two brands I definitely go by now, especially now that uh, Ichiran has a chow mein, so that's pretty cool. <sighs> okay, so... And as Castle Yumi says, Terracotta Ramen and Phil is really, really good. I think they have a shop here in New York. I think I have eaten there. I think. Um, I I do know I probably will be doing ramen this weekend or something like that. I, I don't know. I might just. But any any anywho, um, now that we've we've killed enough time. Thank you for listening and thank you for watching us tonight on Twitch. We really appreciate it when it came by. Even if it's for a few minutes to check us out, we really appreciate that. So, if you stuck around to the end, if you want to know about any thoughts and suggestions for the show, if you have questions for us, just drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. And don't forget to check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you can find links to our weekly podcast. You'll also find our anime reviews, convention reviews, cosplayer interviews, cosplay tips and tricks, links to our YouTube videos from conventions, and our cosplay convention photo gallery. You'll find all that other cool stuff there at AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget, you can take us on the go. Doesn't matter if you're running iPhone, Windows Mobile, Android. There's a podcast app out there for you. Google Podcasts, uh, Pocket Casts, uh, Apple Podcasts. Fire it up. You can find us there. Look up Anime Jam Session. You'll find all 400 plus episodes of our podcast going all the way back from like 10 years ago. So definitely uh, check us out there. And you can leave reviews there too. We really appreciate that as well. Don't forget to find us on social media. Uh, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Just punch in Anime Jam Session and you'll find us. 
And if it wasn't for y'all following us on these social media sites, we really couldn't do the show without you. So we really appreciate the love and support on that. So we'll go around the room. Last words, Mako. Um, I'm going to get hibachi tomorrow. Mm. Last words, Ari. <clears throat> You're only making me want fucking hibachi and ramen and all that shit. My last words, I might fire up a little, play a little bit of Yakuza Zero. Well, that's it. A uh, couple of uh, updates I forgot to mention at the top of the show. Uh, don't forget, uh, Trixel Cosby will be joining us in two weeks. She'll be on an episode of Dr. Pimple Popper. And we'll talk to her about how she got into cosplay and everything. So that'll be for some good times all around. And I also want to say a uh, special shout out and thank you to Pandalicious and Ninja Sister. They used to run Electric Sisterhood. They brought their show to an end, I believe, last week after 641 episodes. Podcast wow. ran about 12 years. Uh, Ninja Sister uh, moved to Miami, so she's doing her thing. So, yeah. So, Amanda, Rochelle, thank you for everything you've done. We really appreciate it. Hopefully, y'all come together and do another episode in the future. If not... Y'all gonna have to come on the show and join us for a couple episodes, so that's it. End of list. I think it's time to get up on out of here, so I'm Rana. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. That's it. We are out of here. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!